0: Welcome to Brainstuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brainstuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The romanticized version of the American cowboy, tin stars, quick draw gunfights, saloons on dusty streets, and unending desert landscapes wouldn't hold such a firm place in our consciousness if not for the infamous showdown now known as the gunfight at the OK Corral. You know, the one between tough-nosed lawmen and some hard-headed outlaws in the town of Tombstone, near the Mexican border in the Arizona Territory. But just to clarify, the shootout wasn't even in a corral at all. It took place in a vacant lot next to a photo studio and a boarding house. A second point of clarification, nobody ever called the standoff, the gunfight at the O.K. Corral, Until Hollywood sunk its claws into the story with 1957's Burt Lancaster-Kirk Douglas blockbuster titled Gunfight at the O.K. Corral. Which, you have to admit, does sound way cooler than Gunfight in a Vacant Lot. But, in true Wild West movie fashion, the cast of the real-life fight is easily broken into two groups. The good guys were the lawmen in an otherwise lawless part of the Arizona Territory. They were Tombstone Marshal Virgil Earp, his brothers, Morgan and Wyatt, both officially special policemen, and temporary policeman, John Henry Doc Holliday. The bad guys were a group known as the Cowboys, a cow-wrestling, horse-thieving group of no-good cusses. They were Billy Claiborne, brothers Ike and Billy Clinton, and brothers Frank and Tom McClory. And these two groups hated each other. Long story short, Between 1879 and 1880, Tombstone's population exploded with prospectors searching for silver ore, and the town needed law enforcement. Town leaders wanted men like Virgil and Wyatt Earp because they had solid reputations as gunfighters and lawmen. But the Clayton and McLaurie families, who were prominent ranchers, formed their own coalition known as the Cowboys. The Cowboys didn't recognize Virgil Earp as marshal or his legal authority, and the Cowboys despised the fact that ERP and his lawmen often used possibly extra-legal methods to enforce the law. In late 1881, it was against the law to carry weapons within the Tombstone town limits. A Virgil Earp let that be known to the Cowboys, and that's how things started that day. After some threats and two pistol whippings by the ERPs, the two groups squared off at about 3 p.m. on October 26th, most estimates put the two groups not much farther than six feet or two meters apart. There were plenty of handguns present. Holiday carried a shotgun. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Marshall Trimble, Arizona's official state historian. He said, when the cowboys came into town and Billy Clanton saw his brother Ike had been hit and Frank saw his brother Tom had been cocked, they were spoiling for a fight then. They made open threats that they were going to kill the Earps. They were overheard, and that's what saved the Earps and Doc from maybe going to a murder trial. And here we jump ahead to the first-hand witness account of John H. Bean. He was the sheriff of Cochise County, a political rival to the Earps and a friend to many of the cowboys, and one of many interviewed afterward during a hearing into the gunfight. This transcript is courtesy of the Arizona Memory Project. Quote, When they got to the party of cowboys, they drew their guns and said, you sons of b****, you have been looking for a fight and you can have it. Someone of the party, I think Marshal Earp, said, throw up your hands, we are going to disarm you. Instantaneously with that, the fight commenced, and there was around some 25 to 30 shots fired. Dozens and dozens of accounts have been written on the fight, many relying on first-hand accounts like this. Some say that at least one of the cowboys was unarmed. Others refute that claim. Questions arose as to who fired the first shot and who shot whom. But the toll of the gunfight is not in question. Once everything had quieted down, three cowboys, uh, Billy Clinton, just 18 or 19 years old at the time, and both McClory brothers, were dead. The fight lasted no more than 30 seconds. The lawmen weren't without their injuries, though. Trimble said, "'In the end, Morgan Earp almost had a fatal wound,' The bullet just missed his spine, but it went right clear through his back. Virgil took a hit in his leg, and Doc just got a scrape. Wyatt came through without a scratch, just like he does in the movies. Four days after the fight, Ike Clayton, who had fled once bullets started flying, accused the Earps and Holiday of murder, and Tombstone Justice of the Peace Wells Spicer held a hearing into the throwdown. Bean backed the cowboys, but others supported the Erps and Holiday. The verdict may have hinged on the testimony of one Addie Borland, a local dressmaker, who contradicted the cowboys' claim that they had their hands up and should not have been fired upon. Spicer eventually found that the Earps and Holiday were well within their rights and declared that no trial was necessary. Ike Clayton, bent on revenging the death of his brother and the other cowboys, is generally thought to be behind the assassination attempt on Virgil Earp in December of that year and the murder of Morgan Earp who was gunned down in a Tombstone billiard club in early 1882. After Morgan's killing, Wyatt Earp tracked down some of the Clayton's cohorts, killing a couple. Clayton was killed by a detective in Springerville, Arizona territory in 1887 while resisting arrest. Wyatt was the last of the O.K. Corral survivors. He died in Los Angeles in 1929 at age 80. The gunfight gained near-mythic status in 1931 after Stuart Lake, a former press agent for President Theodore Roosevelt and a Hollywood writer, interviewed Wyatt and published a loose biography titled Wyatt Earp, Frontier Marshal. Then came the movie, and a TV series on Wyatt Earp's life and times ran from 1955 to 1961. Among the actors who have portrayed Wyatt are Henry Fonda in My Darling Clementine from 1946, a Bert Lancaster in the 1957 movie, James Garner in Hour of the Gun in 1967, a Kurt Russell in Tombstone in 1993, Kevin Costner in Wyatt Earp in 1994, and Val Kilmer in Wyatt Earp's Revenge in 2012. Trimble said, I think it's the psychology that people like to believe that a good guy can't be that good, and Wyatt wasn't. Wyatt had a little shady past. All of them did. I tell people these were sporting men. They ran around with prostitutes, gambled, hung out with an unsavory lot. But Wyatt came from a good family. Wyatt was a whole lot better than the others. He was just a product of his time. Tourists now stream into Tombstone to see reenactments. And beyond Tombstone, that face-to-face showdown between a lawless bunch of cowboys and a hardened bunch of lawmen has given Arizona and the entire West a huge part of its identity. A larger even than that, for many visitors, the gunfight is a snapshot of America. Trimble said, gunfighters are America's rendition of King Arthur's Knights of the Round Table. People are fascinated by them because they had a code of their own. And it's an independence, a free-spirited independence. It's what everybody wishes they could be, but aren't. Today's episode is based on the article, The OK Corral, The Gunfight of All Gunfights, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by John Donovan. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klein. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.